0: That's awesome. Way to go. Need a hug. you coward son of I just want to give you a big hug. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This
1: is Bugs and Hugs for Alibi Vodka. People, keep Friday morning
2: at 10 o'clock means Bugs and Hugs. It's a time for you to call in at 1 877 332 8255 and let us know what it is that is. Bugging you. It's got you going crazy today. You've got to get it out. We're we're here to help. 1877-332-8255. Give us a call or shoot us a text if you want. Colleen from Buena Vista, who we hear from fairly regularly, shot a text in right off the hop this morning talking about the school and the education and the teacher's situation. So our first Bug of the day, if you will, comes on the education front. So Colleen says there's 27 school boards across Saskatchewan. That is a lot of schools scrambling to figure out lunch supervision, school closures, and this is a perfect example of how the STF should realize that one size does not fit all when it comes to classroom size and complexity. No school district is doing the same thing. So Colleen's point basically is if you look at how the diverse array of ways that lunch supervision is being handled for today, for one day only, how can you come up with something that is a perfect fit for all 27 school boards across Saskatchewan to handle classroom complexity? This is, of course, the notion that the STF and the province are still at odds over the collective bargaining agreement. STF is saying classroom complexity has to be in there. The provincial government is saying, we think it's an issue to deal with, but we're not going to deal with it in your collective agreement. 1-877-332-8255. Bugs and hugs is your opportunity to to call in and the, it is it is completely open. There is it's a clean slate, there's no topic that we're dictating that you have to call in on. So it can be absolutely anything, and the phone lines are are lighting up. So people have got things on their mind. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to start with Stacy in Regina. Thanks for calling in. What have you got for us today, Stacy?
3: Hey, good morning, Evan. Uh, I know that you uh, should remember me. Uh, I used to uh, work at the casino, et cetera. Okay. And uh, uh, I got a buck, uh, a two-part deal, these new ultra-bright headlights – And also people that drive around with their fog lights on Mm. when it's not foggy.
2: Bit of a distraction for sure.
3: Yeah. It's like someone's hitting you with their bright lights and uh, it's kind of blinding.
2: Those new headlights. I agree with you because they're kind of an off color. They're not even the same tint as normal headlights and they're, they're coming factory in vehicles.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Then they're super bright. And then of course people add their fog lights on when it's not foggy, which I don't understand either, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, very distracting when you're driving and someone's oncoming. It's like almost having your brights on.
2: And that's how we're starting off Bugs and Hugs today. Thanks for the call, Stacey. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Lots of calls coming in today on Bugs and Hugs, which is great to see because there's no shortage of things to talk about. And we appreciate you being willing to, to call in and share. Let's go to Harold in Regina. What have you got? You got a bug for us today. What is it, Harold?
3: Well, I work with uh, newcomers now for 12 years, and I can't believe what's happening among them. Uh, our government has brought them over, and there just aren't jobs. And I see people, literally adults, that have their Ph.D. and working for McDonald's, and I've had several in this week that have actually cried in front of me. So we need to come alongside of them and encourage them and help them get jobs. There's a guy from Bangladesh, and he has uh, sent out something to 500 different businesses, and he hasn't had a reply.
2: Which is which is shocking to me, because our unemployment rates are so low right now, not only in Saskatchewan, but in Canada. We have a crisis, it seems, when it comes to healthcare educators like you you pick the profession and we can point to a fact that we have a shortage so it's peculiar to me but hopefully with the combination of of learning and education opportunities and you know maybe someone there to help connect the dots for people that are new canadians to be able to step in and and uh take some control over this appreciate you calling in with uh, with your thoughts Harold 18773328255 all right, let's go to Darcy in Saskatoon. Darcy, what have you got for us today?
4: Well, I have a bug, Evan, and the carbon tax. Carbon tax is going from $65 per ton to $80 per ton, $15 per ton increase. $15 compared to $65 is a 23% increase.
2: April 1st. But
4: if you look at, if you look at Saskatchewan... Uh, compared to the twenty twenty three carbon tax uh, uh, money to families, compared to the 24 carbon tax money to families, the increase is, is slightly more than 11%. Yeah.
2: It's unaffordable.
4: Tell me, Evan. Where's the other 10%? Where, Where does the other 10% right. go? I, I could have swore when m- m- Mr. Trudeau said... At the very beginning, there would be 100% of the money returned to people. Well, I don't think so. I mean, just this one year alone, the increase... They're keeping more than they're giving back just this year. They did the same thing last year, Evan. Yeah, it's mathematics.
2: I mean, it, the, the whole idea of basically you give it to us and we'll give it back to you. I mean, that's been a head scratcher from the start. I remember uh, one of the very first times this was proposed, Brad Wall was still premier at the time. And, and I remember at the uh, the summit where they were having the discussion Brad Wall asked the question, well, why are you doing it then? If if the notion is that everything you take in, you're going to give back. Um, it, it, to me, I, I, I've i never believed that that's been the case. And I, I don't profess to know exactly what the numbers are in terms of, of the returns. But, you know, Darcy's point is it's going up substantially, 23%. April 1st is the next bump in the carbon tax. And there is some disparity between the money that comes back into households versus the money that is spent. And, you know, I mean, the carbon tax it, it comes in, in many different shapes, forms. In my view, that's one of many problems. <laughs> like if we're talking, we're talking about some of the other things that have been talked to, about in terms of uh, aggressive timelines to go electric and those types of things. That Yeah, to me, it all, it all speaks to out of touch, which is, by the way, how we started the show today. All right, let's go to Ian in Saskatoon, one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. 332 8255 Ian, you've got a bug for us today. What is it?
5: Uh, yes, I do, Evan, thanks, sir. I, my concern is uh, with the municipal, municipal government here, City Saskatoon, and their spend, uh, spending and the way they go about it. Uh, it was shocking to hear about a year ago when they announced that they had a $52 million deficit, and granted, they've worked it down to some degree. Uh, that is concerning. And then, uh, the way they're spending in their, their capital, uh, spending, you know, like the new uh, sports entertainment arena, as an example, mm-hmm. it's a gung-ho thing right now. I believe they've got a spend of about $31 million and it's going to increase with the de- demolition of buildings and then the new build itself you know, can we really afford this? We we can't, as, as the size that we are. You know, we have facilities that still are functional and could, you know, be extended. Um, a good example is the old September Auditorium, which is now the TCU place, and it was built in 67 and still functioning. So, you know, the lake could, you know, could come into place. And, you know, how another example is the snow removal uh, in 2023 that large event uh, it was a 20 put us in a 20 million dollar deficit for that that's something that's an ongoing thing you know in this um climate and should be you know easily accounted for you know in budgeting and reserves and things of that nature
2: it's such a, it's such a fine balance and i hear what you're saying ian because you of course uh like many of us are seeing tax increases at the civic level that are some of the highest we've seen in the last couple of decades. And so when we're paying higher taxes because of challenges that we have with operating budget, but at the same time, you know, there's this new entertainment district, which tons of people are excited about. And I have to say I've gotten swept up in that too. I think that there's lots of benefit that come with this downtown, vibrant downtown entertainment district that will draw people not only to the downtown, but to the city of Saskatoon but your question is the timing and a lot of people are saying, you know, I mean, this, this project, if it's approved is still eight to 10 years out, this isn't happening tomorrow, but that's the amount of lead time on a big project like that, that, uh, that people need. But Ian's point is, are the priorities, right? Do we need to rejig it? Do we need to look at it differently? i got lots of calls on the line. I've got a ton of text coming in. I am going to take a quick break, but we're doing this for an hour, so don't go anywhere. Bugs and Hugs continues on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME. I the your opportunity to call in and let us know what it is. If you've got something that's bugging you and you'd like to get it off your chest, the number is there for you, one 332 Let's go to Regina. I've got Kevin on the line. Good morning, Kevin.
0: Good morning, Chief Bray. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. I'd like you to know I refer to you as Chief Bray out of respect. I honestly believe in my time you were the best police chief ever. Uh, So it's always out of respect, uh, sir. Um, So my bug is, I'm bugged by um, uh, the the fact that I, uh, you know, I've been calling this show for 25-plus years, Uh, not your show in particular, but the radio station. And, uh, you know, People like myself have been ridiculed, dismissed, uh, uh, laughed at, called a whack job, etc. And um, what I'm referring to is your conversation about how Canadian politicians, uh, you know, uh, lost touch with 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 the uh, public. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's only Canadian politicians. I think it's uh, politicians worldwide. Um, you missed the show where I called in and and uh, gave you a hug. I'm wondering, did you catch John's 25th anniversary show? I sure did. Did you hear what he said on this 25th anniversary show?
2: About what? There was a lot of topics there.
0: He said that the one thing he learned after 25 years of having his show was that conspiracy Kevin was right.
2: <laughs> you know what? I did hear that, Kevin. I did hear that, yes.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so, and why I want to say that is, is because, you know, I think we're at a point where we're in big trouble, uh, Evan. Um, you know, um, not have our politicians lost touch with us. They've actually sold us out. We've lost our, we've lost our sovereignty. We're, we're no longer controlled by the people we elect. We're controlled by outside, uh, unelected, unaccountable entities. Like, give
2: me an example, Kevin.
0: Well, well, all both your Stephen G. Bolting and your and your uh, your Charlie Angus. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. These, these are policies that are coming from from uh, the UN, the, the World Economic Forum, et cetera. I'd like to I'd like to show you how we how the got a caller call in and say it's our own fault and he, and he's one hundred percent right about that. And let's take let's take the Justin Trudeau issue with the being found having unlawfully and unconstitutionally suppress the public's right.
2: Using the Emergencies Act.
0: Using the Emergencies Act, okay? That's a crime, okay? Now, now if you're charged with a crime of murder, and, and this is the lo- highest law of the land that he's been found guilty of, okay? I, I mean, uh, guilty, right? And so if you're, if, as you well know, if, you're, if you go to court and you're charged with murder, you leave the courtroom court in handcuffs, okay? And sure enough, you can appeal... But you sit in jail while you're appealing, okay, until your appeal goes through. Justin Trudeau was found guilty of illegally using the Emergency Act unconstitutionally, basically treason against the Canadian public, and nobody's speaking a word.
2: But you know, Kevin, that you know, there's there's insulation that happens between the Prime Minister, the entire government, all the bureaucrats that are involved in that. And, th- and that makes it very tough to find Justin Trudeau personally, criminally responsible.
0: Well, that's the problem, is that insulation. I, That That's where the issues are. Evan, here, here's, here's I, I, I'm scared, okay? I'm scared for us, the people. And I'm also scared to say what I'm about to say, okay? Um, is, we're not going to get, this is deep, what I'm about to say. We're not going to get out of this by voting. And that's very scary, okay?
2: So how do we get out of it, Kevin?
0: Well, exactly what we're just talking about. These people need to be held accountable. Justin Trudeau broke the highest law of the land.
2: Okay, so... My my problem here, Kevin, is I've got a lineup of people that are waiting to call. So I I'm going to end it on that. But but here's what I'm going to say, conspiracy, Kevin. Anytime you come on with me and say I'm a, I'm scared about what I'm about to say, if you're scared about what you're about to say, think about how I feel. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Always appreciate hearing from Kevin. Thanks so much. All right, let's go to Brian in Regina. You've got a bug today. Thanks for waiting on the line. What's your bug, Brian? Hi, morning. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for calling in.
6: Good. Um, So my bug is with the teachers. I know we're all probably getting tired of listening to it. But uh, how do they get the authority to change the school hours? They're doing, um, as far as I know, the high schools are getting out at 1 o'clock. They're condensing the school day. And then elementary schools are getting a two-hour lunch break. And then having to have to go back at two o'clock and finish their day. Since when do the teachers have the authority to give the kids a two hour lunch break?
2: Yeah, I think that's, I think it's a division. I think that's school boards and divisions that are trying to navigate this. And a lot of it has to do with, with busing because they only have buses that will return kids home once in the day. So if they send them home at lunch, they probably won't be able to bring them back.
6: Yes. Well, see, in Regina, uh the school board actually owns their own fleet, mm-hmm. right? The the public school board. So having having their employees uh do that extra run, I don't think that would be an issue. But I just think that the teachers are cutting their own throat by you know, now they're now they've really got the parents up in arms, right? Mm-hmm. And how many kids are gonna go home for two hours and then go back to school? So again, the kids are the ones that are losing.
2: Well, and the question: How many kids are going to go home for lunch and go back to school on the last day before a week-long break? The answer is probably zero. I'd be shocked if there's many. Certainly, if you give the kids the option, that's what's going to happen. But yeah, well, I appreciate the the thoughts, Brian. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. All right, let's go to Lane in Saskatoon. Thanks for calling in, Lane. What have you got for us on bugs and hugs?
0: Well, it's a hug, but. I'm not a very affectionate fellow, so this is a high five.
2: Okay, you got a high five for something?
0: And a thumbs up for Kevin. I heard him call, and I've been listening to this show, not 25 years, but at least 15 years. I've never thought he was crazy. I never laughed at him. I think he's well-informed, and he's very passionate. Very passionate. Maybe sometimes he gets off the grid a little bit, you know, out of his lane, but... No, I like him. He's very informed, and I hate following him when he calls because whatever I got, this isn't going to match kevin
2: <laughs> so you're oh. are you telling me you're calling in a high five disguised as a hug for conspiracy Kevin you betcha <laughs> I love it. I hope Kevin is still listening and pick that up that's you got to tweet that one out Kevin one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five All right let's go to Dana and Regina. Thanks for calling in Dana, what have you got?
0: Hi Evan, I am a first time caller, long-time listener. Well,
2: thanks for calling uh, in. in your
0: show.
1: <laughs> thanks um, for calling I have in. A bug.
0: Yeah, um my bug is the uh traffic lines on the streets of Regina. I was really hoping that the city of Regina would have, you know, touched them up, redone them in a lot of cases uh, before the the snow fell. And because it's been such a mild winter, of course with the sloppiness, it makes it really hard uh, to see the lines on the road. Um, I have a new driver in my household. Oh, yeah. And as a parent of a teenager, uh, I'm like the dumbest person on the planet, and I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it does make it hard to coach a new driver, and there are a lot of new drivers to our, our city, to our province, and um, and I just wish the city of Regina would have touched them up. It makes it really difficult.
2: Okay, well, we're next time I've got the mayor on, that is I'm going to add it to my list. Touch up those lines so that we know where the lanes are. Because when the snow melts, it's a free for all out there. It's bad enough in the winter when you can't see them, but if you can't see them in the summer, it doesn't help. All right. We are up against the time crunch. We've got a quick break for the news. And when we come back, Bugs and Hugs will continue. So people are lined up on the phone. Tom, I'm coming to you next. I got Dennis and Terry. So don't go away. Bugs and Hugs continues right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Drop it is Bugs and Hugs every Friday, your opportunity to text or call. And we've been so busy with calls that I haven't got too many texts. Donna in Saskatoon has basically a text. She's laid out her bills from the city of Saskatoon, basically saying service charges when it comes to water, when it comes to sewer, service charges are higher than usage, usage charges. And she's wondering, how is that even possible? That sounds like a bug for City Hall in Saskatoon. Get someone to explain that to you. Lots of people are are, are messaging about time for change when it comes to City Council in Saskatoon. A lot of people. Kelly in Saskatoon. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of text here basically saying it is time that we have people that are willing to come out and meet with individuals in their wards they're nowhere to be seen, but you can bet that they will come out during campaign time and run for another four years. But citizens are smarter this time. There's about four texts here, all relating to running for election. one right. Tom has been hanging on forever. Tom and Regina, thanks for the call. You got a bug today. What is it?
7: Good morning, Evan. Yeah, the same if uh, a bug would be a huge understatement. Um, what I have a problem with is the, uh, uh, the uh, Saskatchewan Highway Patrol and the uh, RCMP uh, with their lack of enforcement in regards to uh, the, uh, the semis that are pulling uh, two fifty-three 53-foot trailers, commonly known as turnpikes and twins. Um, these trucks aren't allowed to uh, uh, operate in the inclement weather, like icy conditions and especially windy conditions. And, and what do I see last Thursday? Uh, when I look at the report, uh, number one highway eastbound uh, blocked due to semi crashes west of Moose Jaw. Um, when I look at the picture that accompanies the article, the first thing I see uh, in the lineup is a set of twins half in the ditch and uh, is back half walking the highway. And nine times out of ten, and, uh, uh, if a highway, a, two, a four-lane highway is blocked through Saskatchewan, it's due to a set of those trucks. Right, uh, and trailers that aren't supposed to be out there. Uh, I lost count uh, probably a couple million miles ago how many times uh, I've been held up on the highway because of such situations, and sometimes for hours on end. And, uh, like I say, it would be really nice to see some enforcement for change because there hasn't been any for years.
2: You know what, Tom, you as you're talking in my head, I'm thinking. This is a great round table of discussion uh, of a topic. I'm going to have Saskatchewan Highway Patrol come in for a round table uh, of justice discussion. And we'll talk about that because I could tell you through the years, I mean, I didn't deal with the semis quite that big the combinations that you're talking about tom in my days uh, of doing policing in regina but anytime we had something involving a semi we often had to bring in a traffic expert because there are different rules different regs and i never professed to be the traffic expert that knew that but your point is well taken so thanks for calling in the bug and let's make a note Roundtable of Justice, let's bring in Saskatchewan Highway Patrol and have a chat about that. 1-877-332-8255. Ross in Saskatoon, thanks for calling in. What is your bug today?
8: Yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. And uh, the I just uh, wanted to follow up on the letter that the pastor here in Fairhaven uh, sent in about the uh, homeless shelter. And my wife and I have read through his letter two or three times now. And every single point that that pastor makes, never met the guy, but we do live in Fairhaven over 40 years now, and every single point that that pastor made is 100% correct. Mr. And- Arcan flies off the handle and calls everybody racist. He's done that many times. We went to the open house, and he did the same thing with the poor lady sitting behind us. He chewed on her for 10 minutes and trying to intimidate her. Fortunately, she stuck with her guns. But anyways... Um, I wish that uh, the politicians that make the decisions about this center here in Fairhaven would come and live, spend a week, spend a few days, see what goes on. Uh, A fellow riding down the road uh, the other day on Pendergrass Road with two bikes on his handlebars. I'm not sure which store in Fairhaven he bought them from, but I guarantee you, you see them set up in the summertime in the encampments around the fences. Dismantling these bikes and then selling the parts uh, that's wrong, totally wrong
2: and it's and it's causing neighborhood challenges there's no doubt about it I, I mean the bike situation I'm not I can't comment I don't know what that was, but yesterday we were talking about Sutherland and the emergency shelter going up there and boy, I'll tell you the phone lines were lit up. People wanted to talk about that. So we've thrown out uh, invitations. Uh, we're hoping to get a couple of guests on on Tuesday when we come back from the long weekend. In fact, I think Saskatoon Tribal Council uh, Chief Mark Arkand has agreed to come on the show on on Tuesday. So we will be having more of a talk about emergency shelters, the role they play, because they have an important role, but they, they shouldn't be happening without consultation in the community that they are being placed in. And and clearly, we're seeing that now uh, being a big problem in Saskatoon. one eight seven seven let us head to Atwater. Dennis is on the line. Thanks for calling in. Dennis, what have you got for us during Bugs and Hugs?
9: Well, Evan, I'd like to give you a big bouquet.
2: Okay, well...
9: Uh... <laughs> or something that shortly after you came on the line, you would use, I don't know what you'd call it, but you'd say, oh my gosh, or oh my golly, instead of oh my and i think you know what i mean by that.
5: <laughs> yes. And i
9: appreciate that cuz i figure these people that use that term are Well, i sort of look at them as sort of low lights because i think they can use another term other than that.
2: Well, i appreciate you paying attention to the language i'm using, Dennis.
9: Well, no, i no that 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 really gratifies yeah. me, you know, because i i figure that's so wrong when people use that word and right. i don't know i don't even know if they if they know that they're talking that way right. or or just, uh, you know, they just come out and blurt it that
2: way. Well, I appreciate the fact that you recognize that, Dennis, and thanks for calling in. Atwater, a good part of the country, that just north of Stockholm. Anybody that's looking for Atwater, we still haven't got the map up. Remember we talked about that? I want to put a Saskatchewan map up and a red pin in every community when we have someone call from there. I don't know that we've had someone from Atwater yet, at least not while well, I've been doing this. I'm sure John had lots, so... Atwater officially is on the map, one 332 Let's go to Terry now in
4: Saskatoon. You've got a bug. What is it? My bug is the drivers who feel that when they're turning left at a corner, that the first part of the right-hand lane, 90 degrees to them, belongs to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've been sitting there in the corner and somebody kitty corners across there and then gives you the stink eye because you're you're – sitting in the
2: lane. You're you're pulled up to where you should be, actually, Terry.
4: I am. I'm sitting at the white line. I mean, I remember back in 50 years ago when I took my driver training, imagine there's a a post in the middle of the intersection. You also turn around that post. Nobody does. And I've seen some people almost have accidents and it's just, like why can't people learn to turn corners
2: you know what it is terry it's lazy drivers we develop lazy driving habits uh we i mean we used to talk about this during traffic blitzes because you'd have you know the people that you're supposed to turn into the the nearest lane and then signal if you want to switch over to the right lane or the far right lane well eventually people just kind of do that like it's it's almost the uh, you should know where i'm going Kind of an attitude. Anyway, appreciate the, appreciate the call. And, uh, absolutely. When we talk about driving and driving conditions, it's, it's a bug for many. Mike in Regina sent in a text with a huge bug, but basically saying SGI and RPS have declared February distracted driving awareness month. I've seen money grab radar setups. Any intersection that you stop at, people are texting. Mike says, use those unmarked cars to ticket those violators rather than people attempting to go to or from work or to get their kids from the rink or some type of lesson. So I think he's kind of giving a hug to the fact that we're putting attention on distracted driving for the the month of February. SGI declares February distracted driving awareness month, uh, but basically saying this is a bug. This is a problem. It's something that people need to pay attention to. Driving is driving and traffic and all of those things tend to be, tend to be areas where people can get worried and fought and frustrated. And I got Ian on the line from Saskatoon and you've got something that's, you've got a bug that's got to do with the streets as well, Ian. I do. And it's
9: actually with the residents of probably every big city or any city, but in Saskatoon, especially you drive through Stonebridge. Um, after a snowfall, people come out and if they're nice, they shovel their sidewalk. But they instead of shoveling that fresh snow onto their lawns, they push it onto the road, uh, where yeah. you know in the first
4: two, three feet,
9: and then it gets packed down, and then it gets ice, and then in the spring, when the streets are are, are melting and the the water won't run to the to the uh, the drainage boxes, and then they phone the city to complain. Well the bylaw says only businesses are allowed to push snow onto the street. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is supposed to put it onto their lawn. So and then so instead of having snow that they can put on their lawn in years of drought, you know, help it out in the spring, they push it onto the road which makes the roadways narrow cuz people can't park as close to the
4: curb. It's it's well lazy it's like,
2: frustrating. It's, I I hear you. I've seen it too, Ian. I've seen it uh, happen many, many times and and people get, usually you'll see people going out trying to, if they park maybe in a certain spot, because the other side of this is sometimes the streets that are cleaned by the city, of course, they will leave the snow piled up along the curb and people can get frustrated there because maybe they park in front of their house or, you know, they've got two or three vehicles, someone's got to park out in front. so.
4: Plus, in a lot of those areas, they're also front street pickup for garbage, waste, and recycling. Good point. It's
2: a good point. Ian, you and I have got this. Sounds like a council presentation that we could do, <laughs> the two of us, Evan and Ian, on snow removal and keeping our streets clean. 1 877 332 8255. I'll tell you what, let's take another quick break. We've still got uh, calls, uh, we've got a ton of texts as well, and I, I'm still trying to pick through some of those. Bugs and Hugs every Friday. And today has not been a disappointment. The phone lines have lit up, and we will come back to your calls next on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME. Well, thanks so much for all the calls and texts. We actually have a couple of hugs on the text line. One of them here, Terry from Saskatoon. A big hug to all the players, coaches, organizers, to the City of Bridges Ringette Tournament last weekend in Saskatoon. Tons of energy around the rinks teams throughout saskatchewan and alberta 45 teams 600 players outstanding work lots of uh, great great interaction and of course new friendships made there as well so terry thanks for texting that in on the text line it's kind of breaks into teachers or emergency shelters <laughs> those are the two themes that we tend to be seeing on here Kayla in Saskatoon says she lives in Fairhaven and she doesn't think it's changed since the shelter opened up. The crime was in the community prior to the shelter. Her son had, uh, was victimized well before the center opened up. So she says that she doesn't think that's the blame. Julian Battleford says they're putting them in the wrong spots. Why are they using Sutherland? They need to be in a place where number one, the people that are homeless live and number two, well, let's keep in mind, Julie, they don't, That's the problem. They don't, they're they're surfing. They don't have an area that they live in. But the point of having them close to supports, uh, I think that is an important thing to be considered when it uh, comes to choosing a location for an emergency wellness center, an emergency homeless shelter, whatever you want to call it. All right, let's go to David in Saskatoon. Thanks for calling in, David. You've got a bug today. I do. What is it? Uh,
1: I have a small revenue property. It has a legal suite in the basement, two bedrooms upstairs, one in the basement. I have three tenants: two upstairs, one in the basement. And we have two recycled bins, two compost bins, two garbage bins. I asked the city. I asked the city to give me permission to get rid of one of the recycle bins because they'll never fill it. And uh, I was told I can't get rid of it because it's a permitted suite. As a result, in my last bill, I paid $48.95 in fees for six bins when I only need three.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting you bring that up, David, because someone I was just talking to someone last week about the fact that, you know, there's a big push right now because of there's not enough housing, there's not enough rental suites, people are being encouraged, there's incentives to build suites in your homes, you know, other suites on your property, but on the back end of it, it's charges like this that you don't think of, but you don't have the you don't have a way to opt out of it, do you?
1: Absolutely not. They absolutely refuse to let me get rid of the recycle bin. And not only do I have to pay for six bins, there are six on the property, which doesn't really have appropriate space for six bins. So. I can
2: imagine 8255 three three two eight two five five. Let's squeeze in one more caller, Jeff and Regina. You've got a bug today. Back to the traffic stuff. What is it?
3: Uh the intersection you should be very well familiar with, there, Evan, right in front of the Regina Correctional Center.
2: Okay, and uh, what's right the there. problem there?
3: Well, oh, last year they put a new stoplight in there, right, trying to fix their traffic issues. Well, they did. They took all the signage down on the highway aspect of it, and uh, the Prince of Wales that runs off of there is an old truck road. Oh no! No, no semi trucks, right? You're not even supposed to have cube vans and stuff on it, so they say. But they never put the signage back up on the highway once they finish putting mm. the uh, the light in. Sounds like so a ticket
2: ticket grab to last,
3: me. Well, it is. The last couple of weeks, now, it's been you know over a year. I haven't saw a police officer on that. But in the last couple of weeks, I every time I drive, I'm a driver for uh, my job, so. I'm on that road all the time. Okay,
2: well, I've got an inside edge there, Jeff. I'm sorry to have to cut you off. We've run out of time. But I do have a connection, hopefully, that I can uh, at least see if we can't get the signage put back up uh, out there. At least gives people fair warning. But, uh, yeah, maybe it sounds like a place where cops like to fish for tickets. I know that's probably not a popular thing to say. I'm going to get texts from my uh, old coworkers, but. I know how it works in sometimes in some of these spots. Well, listen, this has been great. Bugs and hugs, lots of great calls, lots of great texts, and we appreciate you weighing in, and we do it every Friday at 10 o'clock right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.